Hello and thank you for listening to episode 277 of 60MW. I'm Dave and this is another of our interview shows. And in this one I get to chat with Luke Goss all about his latest movie Pay Dirt, which is released by 101 Films on August the 24th, the very same day that I'm releasing this show. It was great chatting with Luke, as you'll hear. He's a fantastic guest. Uh, I say we talk about pay dirt, which we do, of course. We also talk about lots of other things, too. When you have Luke as a guest, the conversation can go in all sorts of different directions. And it does, which is fantastic, because that's what I love about having guests on the show. You never know where the conversation's going to go. It was brilliant having him on. And I hope to have him on as a guest in a future show, too. Uh, Unfortunately, the connection that we had that evening wasn't the best that I've ever had. So the sound quality does differ and isn't as sharp as uh, previous interview shows, but I'm sure that won't spoil your enjoyment. Before we get onto the chat, let's have a quick dip into the world of pay dirt. Show me your hands! I got you. Our boy from London just got out a few hours ago. I'm coordinating a little meetup with him. I've missed you a bunch of weirdos. You're about to become millionaires. So it's legend now, right? Millions buried out in the desert. Many people have tried to find it. Inaba? No way I was going to let him find $33 million in the desert, in the middle of nowhere. Show us where to dig. Today's the day the chicken flies a coop. You tell me what you've been planning. Clock's ticking. You're going to jail all over again. We're just pawns in his game of chess. And the money? They say it's buried out there somewhere. Hi, Luke. Hello, David. Hi, yeah. How are you? Oh, good. Oh, you're from Scotland? No, actually, no. I live. Well, I was born in Cheshire, uh, but I live in oh, Wales. Cheshire. Yeah, no, I, I, I lived in Wales. For oh, I heard it. I, I heard it for a second wrong. Now I hear it, of course. But I, thought, oh, I always, when I get on the phone, I know I don't know where in the world or what someone's going to sound like. Sometimes, of course, it's, I'm lucky enough to talk to. Them people i've spoken to a few times but when i hear a, a, a familiar accent right now it gives me a genuine sense of peace because i'm so ready to come we're well, not necessarily come home but to go i'm going to be living in either europe or, or on an island somewhere but i'm leaving america now finally. yeah i was reading that earlier about you wanting to move out of la and so is, is that like heavily in the planning stage already oh yeah i told my team both sides of both American and US, UK teams that I'm leaving. Uh, yeah, just looking at the logistics, the cost, you know, where, how, making sure it's done right, you know, and making yeah. sure I've got the assistance that I need to, to do things properly, you know. But yeah, I'm definitely moving. Just because I just, I, it's like life. Life's a journey, isn't it? And I just want to, I want to space myself somewhere where I can paint and, oh, and yeah. go to. You know, where I, you know, when I'm at home, I'll be at home with people I love and care about and visit. And, but yeah, I'm ready for that life where there's a lot more love and a lot more encouragement. And, and, and you know, look, I've been known for 30 years. I'm just using my voice when I do creative stuff now to sort of encourage, 
you know, I always joke to people, I say, come on guys, let's start wearing our festival clothes if we're <laughs> going to go see a concert and, and embrace our both spiritually curious or our creative selves, you know, with, with sort of tenacity so that, that we can all say, no, you know what, as a, as a race, we're, we're actually going to use this as a vibration because I know that so many people are feeling it. And um, I'm thankful for that. So I'm just trying to be in a big, uh, you know, one of the bonfires burning saying, hey, guys, mm-hmm. love is cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, there should be should yeah. be more voices like that, Luke, that's for sure. I've got to. I mean, anyone who's followed even my career for two seconds has even given a shit, you know. I, I know how to do drama or comedy or whatever on film, bash a head or two, play drums, but I think my soul is got, has got to have a voice now within my creative because it's, I've stuck around, I guess, long enough where people are kind enough to write about it or people like yourself have taken time aside to sort of talk about it. So it's it becomes a dance that we both, you know, we need things to talk about, we need things for people to talk to. So it's, if anything, there shouldn't be them in us anymore. It needs to be, hey man, how you doing? You know, what's the latest? It needs to be this swagger that I just really want to bring to my life until I, until I get taken upstairs again. But I just want it to be about just lose the VIP ropes. I'm not interested in rank. You know, we all know what we do in the rooms. So outside of that, let's just love the hell out of each other. So I'm that guy, really. No, oh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. And it's one of the things no. that, that I've always liked about and admired about you, Luke, is that whenever I've seen you, oh, you know, you. In, interviewed on the television and everything, and of course, I don't know you personally, but you always come across as, you know, as a really nice, genuine guy. And that always comes through through the screen, which makes it when... You know, I see you in things like Pay Dirt, you know, your latest movie that's out. When I see you playing somebody who still outwardly projects that quietness, that calmness, but at the same time, you know he can kick ass as well. As well. Yeah, I can throw a shape or two for sure. And being a drummer, my hands are quick, so it, it helps my fighting skills, I think, because <laughs> my hands are very, very fast. But uh, truth be told, I think it's fun to use in film. I think it's fun to use in you know, in energy, sometimes in the sense of warrior energy, when you have friends that are struggling or they're hurting and I might be hurting about something on that same day, but that strength that that sense itself gives anyone, man or woman. Um, I think when a woman is centered, her maternal and female energy becomes almost unquenchable. It's like the uh, Holy mother energy enters at that point because when she's not trying to be masculine, her power comes elsewhere as does ours as men. And I think that collective thing needs to be, there's no surrender of greatness by being exactly what you were supposed to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so don't emulate because then that's not in design of perfection. So I, I'm always like, guys, you know, we have to, you know, enjoy having a laugh, being a little bit goofier. You say you watch Dave Chappelle. No one's thinking Dave Chappelle is being completely honest, but he's using comedy to address things that are stupid or foolish or not serving our society. Say, so it shows up in different ways because I mentioned him because I was just asked about him, but. It's, it, I think there's many ways for us to say, I, I kind of want to say to everyone, hey, can I ask you a question? Do you, do you want to get along? And can we maybe have a glass of wine or a beer together and just talk about everything that we're all kind of communally experiencing? Sure. I, I don't know if culture, religion, sexual preference is really a, a big factor if energy is good and loving. I'm just like, hey, let's sit and break bread and let me pass, yeah. pass me the butter. Or, you know, it's like, let's just join hands. It sounds hippy dippy, but. I have to use these windows of six, you know, creative noise to also bring light to what I stand for so that people feel less inclined to hide that part of themselves away. And it's good as well because you've got so many creative outlets because you are a creative person that you can bring that into, mm-hmm. into everything that you do. 
And to take out the desire to be celebrated more a case of like, firstly, yo, I'm glad you like it. Like with the paint, people seem to, uh, my paint, my, my, you know, my painting career, mm. certainly behind the scenes has gathered people that I frankly, I mean, literally, frankly, couldn't have dreamed of. But um, so there will be exhibitions and I'm getting all my serographs being, one, my first serograph of the 13 is being created right now for a production of three, 350 of those. And, it's just this gorgeous place. And I think it's not like I'm making art to sit on a bright wall that says, oh, darling, you're fabulous. <laughs> I want to say no. When I do an exhibition, it's going to be a dark room with pools of light where people can go and spend time with the art by themselves. I'm not going to be breathing over their bloody shoulder. But what I will be in charge of is the lighting and the ambiance and the feel and the music and the, the, you know, the Arabic pipes, which might represent the painting I just did called church. Or I may have like native flutes for the native American or whatever. It might be more rock and roll for the love painting, which is pop art. But, you know, I want people to have time with, whether it be their God, whether it be their creator, whether it be their themselves, whether it be all with all of the above, I don't need them. If on the way out, they say, yeah, man, that was rad. I'm like, cool. Yeah. Done. Job done. I've enjoyed it. I enjoyed making it. They've enjoyed it. So my music the same, films the same. That's why Pader is a little lighthearted because I think people are a bit more raw than we talk about, as they should be. I mean, goodness, harder to pay bills, trying to make sense of things. Mm -hmm. But the beautiful thing about that is I can say, guess what? A version of that applies to my life too. So let's all sit around and, you know, if I'm stronger one day, then get on my shoulders. It's that. It's that thing that we expect of any community you know you can tell you had fun making this as well which i'm, I'm guessing you bring yeah. that bring that to set every time anyway but it makes from our harmonious time and everybody gets on better and enjoys the process more too bloody hell film what it is is you know as film goes along you become more experienced you, you walk on set as an expert and you, you know you know the rules you get used to it desensitized what we decided to courtesy of christian i got to give him credit the director who's a good friend of mine um he said look how do you feel? You've got, I know you've got a window here, as do I. How do you feel like getting in there, making a movie, and, and saying, uh, look, we don't get paid. We get it made because we want to. It's a fun film. People will like it. A bunch of very experienced filmmakers coming together. We can do this for this amount. If it does well, great. If not, worst case scenario is that we deliver a fun film. And who'd have known the pandemic would kick in? Mm -hmm. And I don't think there's, I think a, a little giggle, fun, tongue-in-cheek film doesn't hurt a Friday night, does it? So, exactly. um, and those two hours where, you know, where you see grown men, I mean, look, we, we, we all, all of us in that film are in boardrooms often, but being silly or, and, and bedding into characters, we all did. I got super into character because I'd just come off the loss adjusted two weeks before. Yeah. I was like, I enjoy digging in. So that's it really. It's just friends, experience, integrity, respect, and love was, was what it was all about. On set, after set, me and my buddy, Laura, my writing partner, my assistant and best mate, and, um, and uh, David, the, the actor from The Lost Adjuster, a like 21-year-old kid who did brilliantly in The Lost Adjuster, became a part of the gang and everyone loved him. So he flew over and he just stayed on set for the whole shooting experience, as did Lauren. And it was really like a bunch of hippies and tough slash <laughs> tough dudes making a movie, having fun with it. It was really good fun. Because that's a, that's a completely different character again, isn't it? The Lost Adjuster, which is yeah. out, I believe, later this year. Oh, my God. You won't even believe that. I stooped, five-inch stoop. You know what, it, what the reason I, what I tried to do with this performance was to say, I'm not going to portray the way men hide their pain. 
which is what we do. And we don't get any credit for that, but I'm going to be a voice of that too, because I think there are lots of straight white men, lots of gay, white, black, pink and green men that are good men, amazing dudes, wonderful people. And they're not summarized by the acts of the poor behavior of some. They're not. Um, and so, I don't know, man. I, uh, I just think it's about yeah, integrity, isn't it, at the end of the day? No, it it is, comes yeah. in every color, in every bloody shape, every size. And anyone who looks at anything first and character and integrity has to look in the mirror because if anything is more important than someone's integrity and someone's character, forget their fucking watch or mm. what they're wearing or who, what they drive. You can get a guy get out of a Rolls Royce and be an absolute prick. Yeah. No, there's no gauge within the commerce of things. We've got to start learning again to look at each other's movements as reference, not not what we wear. Oh yeah, exactly. And I say, if if more people had that attitude, the the world would definitely be a, a better place. That's for sure. Well, we've got to join forces though, haven't we? Like these conversations. I know I'm known in a bunch of places around the world. So I'm thinking, I guess I'm lucky enough to speak to adults now, same age as me. It's like, how do we then collaborate and ripple? It has to be truthful to each person, of course, but I don't think, you know, embracing the previous equation that did bring definite separation between even this actual equation of interviewer, interviewee. I think in the 60s where you see Dylan or you see Janis Joplin or you see whoever, Bob, David Bowie, there's, there was a, there was no real, there was a couch and a leather chair and there was a leg over it and an interview happening. And I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, that's how the fuck I want to roll. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I'll be honest. One of, the, one of the great things about your character in Pay Dirt, uh, Damien Brooks, um, because we got an advanced screener of it. And I love oh, good, good. because he's been incarcerated for five years. And it's, you know, you think, well, the five years, it's, it's a long enough time. But in, in the whole stretch of the world, it's it's just nothing but a blip. But I love the, the little bits that's in there, how Damien's gone, how he references how the world's changed so much in five years. Yeah, he was like, what? <laughs> And I really didn't want to do like, what tough guy? I'm like, it's like higher voice. What the fuck? Like, are you kidding me? You get paid to do shit you shouldn't be doing. And that's now normal. Yeah. And it, it, I just embraced it. I really enjoyed that moment. Like being not, not the, and like I said to Trisha, I don't want to love scene. I don't want any of this kind of leading man stuff. Yeah. We tie that up in the opening credits. That you don't fuck with this dude. He's got a bit of an edge to him. And he's also, if you push him, he might actually not know how to stop for a second. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean that line about what that, what's an influencer was. <laughs> no, no, of course. The, the changes. Mean, you know, you can go from being hit to an old man in an afternoon with a new app that comes out, <laughs> a new bullshit thing comes out. You're like, oh, you haven't heard of this? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, me and ninety seven point three three four whatever percent of the planet. Yeah. So I guess, you know, I guess I must be the rarest man in the room. And and the good place about getting older is I'm, I could give a shit. I'm yeah. still doing all the stuff I was doing younger, except now I'm doing it stronger and harder. Yeah. Um, from working a bag to every other creative output. So, yeah, I, I, I always say I took my watches off. I even got rid of a few. I'm like, time is such an illusion. And it's so, you know, it does. It applies this kind of decaying element. It kind of like, you know what I keep seeing? I keep seeing this perishing fruit in my mind mm-hmm. related to time. And it sounds kind of maybe a little bit out there, but, I really realize when you don't embrace time, you go by what you feel and you expect of your body and yourself what you would of your best self, yeah. including physical output, spiritual self, integrity, blah, blah, blah. 
before you know it, I'm, I'm literally walking around like I always do in interviews, like feeling like I'm in my 20s. Mm-hmm. I feel strong. I feel yeah. full of energy. I don't even know what to do with it. What, what do you think, when you think back, because of course, you know, you found fame at, at such an early age. What do you think it would have been like back then if it was like the world today, such, so interconnected and all the social media and, uh, and all of that? What difference would it have been made? Because you were under a lot of pressure back, even back then without all of that. I think we wouldn't have made it. I think the thing that's missing for me, I don't know if anyone else agrees, but I do like areas. The reason why I keep myself to myself is because, one, I'm an extremely private person. I'm not built to be, I don't have the craving to be like in my, even on my Instagram, it's stuff I'm looking at. It's not, it's not me. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I realized that, you know, it's one of those things really, you have to find a settling point where you in the morning is you on stage. And for me, this is, but I, I, I just have this avid desire to find this a vibration of the same person as I'm about to. I'll be like, hey, yo, bro, I'll see you for that beer after I'm going to go do the gig. Mm-hmm. And there's 20 or 1,000 or whatever. And then the, the movie, so it's just a simple, simple, simple vibration of, of one person. I think that's what I'm really working, trying to get yeah. out here of all of this. Because, I mean, you really centered yourself. You, you went one step further than that when you wrote, I mean, your book, Desert Conversation, you just went out there with just mm-hmm. you and the planet. Yeah, I don't think it would be possible to have bands like Bross or say like George Mike, I'm not putting this in the same level because I'm a massive, beautiful human being. That's why I mention him because I want to keep his memory alive and well because he's such a great, such a great person, let alone the artist he was. Mm -hmm. But I, you know, Sting, another one, I could keep going. Any genuine star, I think Matt and I reached a point where we we were around just in time to for those kind of artists to stick around and in 30 years plus in the game. Yeah, you do. You do wear. You just wear a different T-shirt, don't you? It's a bit more calm. Yeah. People are used to. They say he's not going away. <laughs> they, haven't, they haven't fucked off in thirty years. They're not going now. Yeah. But um. So I think, and then you become friends, and then you become a part of the furniture. At that point, then you become something else. It's not even about celebrity. You don't care about chart positions anymore. You don't care about the singles position. I don't. I don't think about. It. I've got no ambition, but I have a lot of desire to do things. And I think now the accessibility denies us of those untouchable things that I don't know about you, but I love going to the loo to see the Mona Lisa because I'm like, Oh my God, I've got to travel there. I've got to stand in front of it. I know it's tiny, but the metaphor there is that there might be this magnificent young, young man or young woman or a tiny young lady or young man that's, that has greatness within them. And they might be, they may be unable to see it at this point because they're distracted by the five foot one of them. But the Mona Lisa is reference to that. So it's like, hey, size, when it comes to art or magnificence, you must realize impact is truly by, is driven by its integrity or its mystery. And I think, or both, but I think everything is so accessible. I find myself finding it impossible to place celebrity yeah. onto something that I can see every day, not given worse by the individual, not given worse by their team. And really at that point, not giving much worth by the public because they're so, they're like, it becomes, you know, like binging. Yeah. So for me, why that all goes on and my popularity goes up and down that I don't lose any sleep about, I've got a bunch of people that recognize more now these days of what I, who I am and the, the stupidity I've walked through, the senses I've walked through. And I think that's when you gather a fan base that feels beautiful because... God bless them and like love to the point where I just want to squeeze them as hard as I can. They are supportive of what I do generally. And that, that's a privilege and a blessing to be a recipient of that kind of support. 
And it's, it's good to see you doing what, what you do, Luke, as well, because like I said at the beginning, you're such a creative person. And you've got, I mean, you've, now you. you've got over 70 acting credits now. And add that on top of the music, of course, and then the writing, the photography, the painting now as well. So you've, you've, got, all, you've got all these <laughs> I've different I've got my things. studio in the back now. I'm recording again, which is nice. So I'm writing a new book, which, uh, yeah, I'm very blessed. You know, I think it's what I always tell people being able to say, someone's so proud of you. Or, How do you feel? Do you feel proud of yourself? I'm like, guys, I'm only doing this to show, to show somebody that I'm a South London boy. I'm no different to them. It's that you, if you, if you follow your heart and your stomach, your mind has been proven by science that it responds last. Mm-hmm. So don't let it, let it run things and do it, use it for what it's good at, but allow one to say, my God, I just feel like I want to do pottery or carve wood, or I just want to make, if I can make a fucking table, or I want to redesign this one <laughs> and turn my, that garden into a Moroccan hippie den, blah, 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 blah. But you, if you think it and you, and you daydream it, it's because your body is so, aggravated with you you're not letting it do it if you go do it and you plan it a bit you will be like how the hell did i have this inside of me but if one is imagining it and it's daydreaming and it's creative i can probably guarantee the best i could that a version of that will come out of them that would blow them the fuck away yeah and that's all i've done and that's it's not i don't want to take credit like oh look at me darling i'm like guys you do it <laughs> feels good <laughs> I think it helps to keep you young Good, as yeah. well. Doing, doing all, you know, getting all of this out of you helps to keep you young. keeps you keeps you both your mind and your body and your soul active. Well, we, I think, I think, you know, like I keep saying, melanin's got fuck all to do with anything, really. You know, we just fight over that, which is so silly. We'll look, we'll be laughed at at some point, I'm sure, in the, in future history. The other thing that doesn't matter is the exterior sort of elasticity of our skin does not represent our spirits, mm-hmm. but. You're right. Light energy in the sense of positive. I pray every day. I meditate every day. I give thanks every day. I even get calls from my friends. Something's happened. Can you pray for me? Because I know I have such faith. And if it's a serious one, I'll put my head on the floor, lay flat, and I'll surrender myself in humility. And that's that daily humility as well is a great non-driven. It's not religious. My religion is the Ten Commandments. That's it. Moses delivered them. I'm like, okay, be cool, man. Mm-hmm. Not easy. But bloody hell is it achievable. Oh, yeah. So then I pray to I pray through Christ, I pray to God and the Holy Mother and Mother Mary, through the Holy Family. My whole thing is about a support system that I feel. Yeah. Um, and that's it. So I'm definitely a very spiritually driven individual, but I really do only care about say, come on guys, please keep doing it. Because this ripple, if it happens, that other person may get so tenacious about it, then they become infectious. And before you know it, a hundred years from now, when I'm dead and buried, some shit changed because ripples be ripples be ripples, you know? Before we wrap this up, Luke, because I know you're such a busy guy um, and we're pushing for the time, there's there's one question I've got to ask you. And we we, we touched on your painting and so on, but my wife's an artist (laughs) and she sits in the room next to me and she paints and she uses all types of... I'm not the artist. All I know is I use acrylics and mixed media and watercolours and whatever. What do you use to paint? And, and tell me just a little bit Acrylic. about the process, because I'm sure she would be fascinated Acrylic. to hear you. Yeah, well, I stretch my own canvases. I want to say this, first of all. The first painting that I painted, if you could take five minutes to look at Instagram if you get time. Yeah. My Instagram, the picture of the light, it's called, is of Christ, which was the first ever painting of my life. And you made me laugh just then in a sweet way in, in your regard. You said, I'm not the painter, and I still go look at my last 12 or 10, 11 paints, whatever. And I have never done any other paint, but those ones. 
and I'm surrounded by some of the most beautiful world-class individuals now because of what it's attracted. And I think, to be honest with you, I wouldn't be in a hurry, sir. <laughs> you don't know how to paint. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I would use, I stretch the bars, I get the big, um, they're, called, they're called masterpiece bars. So they're big and thick, an yeah. inch and a half, whatever, two inches. And then I stretch, I, I find a linen that I like, you know, I go and choose my linen rather than the raw canvas because I like linen, it's a beautiful, more quality. Mm. Tight stretching, stretch, stretch, stretch. Then I gesso either clear or white, depending on how much color I want to pop through. And then uh, I design all my art before I start painting and I sit through physics and what goes first and where it needs to go first. And, and then I go like yesterday, I went to the paint store, I bought, let me tell you the number I can't cut. This is specific big, like four ounce tubes, 24 packets of paint, like big paint and loads of micas and eight new brushes. Mm-hmm. That's because I know what I have to do. Yeah. So that painting, well, I'm doing, I'm doing a series called Lonely Girl. I've done a lot of them. But I haven't presented this one yet, but this one sitting here called this hot pink girl on a swing that represents you or me. But basically those patient individuals that live a good life that haven't always felt rewarded for such a thing. But they sit and then there's a shooting star coming through. So it's a very whimsical, but it's called dreamscape. So it's that, that place, you know, when you see those images in your mind, where you can kind of make it out. Yeah. But it's, that, it's those places of self and contemplation. It's that, it's called, uh, the, the series will be called Lonely Girl. So this first one is Lonely Girl on a Swing, and I'm going to do maybe anything from two to six. I'm not sure yet, but I'm about to start the second one today. Oh, excellent. That's good. Yeah. So your, your day's already but acrylic, yeah. yeah. Today is, I've got people coming over tonight, and so later on, and um, I think Matt is having a little mini pay dirt premiere in uh, Vegas on my behalf. So, you know, two or three of his friends are coming over and watching this stuff. But oh, it's really brilliant. Good. Excellent. Yeah. Well, thank you for your time, Luke, and it's been great chatting to you. you and, too, and sir. Long may you continue doing what you do. You too, and I hope we speak again. And by the way, if, I know Steve's listening. When we do shows next, in the UK, please God that that happens, that this world comes back enough to do those things. But if and when, um, I'd love to have you and, my, you and your wife to be my guests, come backstage and say, what's up? That would, that would be fantastic. It'd be our pleasure, Luke. We'd love to. Come backstage and say, what's up? It'll be, it'll be, there'll be noise, security and people, but once you get into my room, it'll all be hippie-tastic. So <laughs> I look forward to that. I very much look forward to it. That's very kind of you. Thank you. I'd be super happy to see you and your lady. And have a good, you'll have a good night too. Oh, that's brilliant. Thank you. That's really kind of you, Luke. It really is. Look forward right, to that. Brother. It's something nice to look forward to with all this madness that's going on. No, we'll be up here to pieces out of you. You'll be fine. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thanks. All right, mate. Thanks, Luke. You have a good day. You too. God bless. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. And the alarm bell, as always, brings to an end another interview show. An interview show which I hope you enjoyed an interview show which I most definitely enjoyed recording. And as you heard at the end, there's a possibility that we may meet up with Luke in person. We may even record a show in person too. Wouldn't that be great too? Uh, If that does happen, well, make sure that you don't miss it. There's various ways that you can do that. The first one being to bookmark our website, which is 60minuteswith.co.uk. There's a contact us form on there, or you can email us direct, which is contact at 60minuteswith.co.uk. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Both of those are at 60 Minutes With. But also on the website, there's various ways that you can help us out. You can buy through the Amazon UK affiliate link. You can leave us a review. Very easy to do. Just take a couple of minutes and write us a review. Send it in and we'll put it onto there. 
you can join in with our world tour. And again, if you're not familiar with that, just visit the website, go to the drop down box, which says world tour. And it's easy to do. We want to keep filling that with pins. You may also have noticed that at the beginning of the show, I introduced it as 60MW and not 60 Minutes with. We're going through a soft reboot. We don't want to be confused with the TV show 60 Minutes. And also, and I think regular listeners know about this by now, there's not many shows that are actually 60 minutes long. Some are shorter, like this one, some are longer. So if you're looking for the podcast anywhere, please search for 60MW rather than 60 Minutes With. Thank you for listening. There's lots and lots more interview shows incoming. It seems to have gone wild for interview shows right now. Which, again, as long-time listeners may remember, this was the foundation of 60MW way back in 2014. It was all about the interview shows, and there's lots more coming at you, as well as all the other shows that we do, of course. Until the next time, thank you. Goodbye.